I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. We're up. Doug Gottlieb in the bonus. It's a Friday. We got picks for you. We got our list of the day. We got what the Fox says. You're annoying. And we got it because we can, plus a pick of the day. Man, we got we got stuff. World Series getting getting started. Um World Series doesn't really bring people to the to to the radio, right? Like this is this is one where I think the only thing that I there's there's two sides to it. 
the good that can come out of it is the Astros being beaten. The likelihood is the Astros win this thing. They're a prohibitive favorite, right, rightfully so. They're a really good baseball team, and they're, they're loaded at the right places. Uh, plus, they have home field advantage, and in their home field, when they close that place, it becomes just a homer dome. But I, I think that a non-Astro Philly baseball fan can root for the Astros to get their comeuppance, even if they didn't get their comeuppance to this point. Outside of that, like, I don't know. Bryce Harper, it, it's just that, I mean, the only other thing I think about is, man, if Philadelphia wins, they're going to be obnoxious because they got the Eagles rolling and they got the Phillies rolling. I don't know. I, I, have, no, I have no idea if the Flyers are any good. I just don't. Sixers aren't great, but they'll, they'll be in the playoffs and we'll see. But it does, it gives Philadelphia a chance to be obnoxious and they're really good at being obnoxious. That's my, there's my World Series take for you. I mean, this, this lacks, having a World Series in Houston lacks almost all of the elements of October baseball. I love, I love when guys, you know, they can go to their mouth now and they're blowing in their hands. And then you got the classic baseball, old school tur- turtleneck, right? No guys wear turtlenecks except baseball in October. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. So I, I, I just, it doesn't do it for me. Jay Stu, you're a huge baseball fan. Ramos, you're a huge baseball fan. But you guys are Dodger fans, so it's just, are you watching just to cheer against the Astros? I mean, man, baseball, the Halloween was so much better when the Dodgers were in the World Series. But again, that's the L.A. guy. And I'm not even a Dodger fan. It just made it cool. It was on every house that you went to. Uh, are you guys going to pay attention on a Friday night to the World Series? I will. Um, and because I have such a hatred for Astros fans that I want to make sure that anything that goes wrong in the game, I tweet so that I could piss them off. For whatever reason, uh, a good Do portion... Do Astros fans follow you? No, that's the thing. For whatever reason, and I know the reason, a good part of my the followers uh, on my Twitter are in Houston. You know, the, the show that I worked for previously is just a huge Houston show. So I like to piss them off. For whatever reason, they keep following me. Wait, what was a huge Houston show? <laughs> uh, the Jim Rump show was... I think Houston was one of our, our biggest... Biggest markets. Most impactful markets. Yeah. So they just kind of followed me in my career. I don't know why they keep following me. But uh, I like to give them crap because they, they take it so serious and so defensively. So, um, no, I have rooting interest. I'm going to watch. And I like baseball. It's a, it's a good combination. Mm. Cleveland-Boston playing tonight in the NBA. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting matchup. The Knicks taking on the Bucks, of course. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, will he come off the bench for the 0-4 Lakers taking on the Timberwolves? Utah taking on Denver rematch of game one, New Orleans, Phoenix. Like there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other games on that. I, I might pay attention to Ramos. Will you pay attention? Will I pay attention to baseball? I will. Unfortunately, I have to pay attention on my phone because Lucas has travel baseball practice tonight around the same time as the first pitch is like five o'clock, right? Right around there. So you're going to be that guy, that dad at practice well, on your phone? Well, I may look here and there uh, to see what the score is. Are You co- You don't coach in the travel team, do you? I do, yes. Oh, okay, so you're not going to be paying attention. <laughs> so you're, you were lying. <laughs> Maybe but, uh, when they're grabbing some water, Doug, I'll, I'll take a quick look. What's the score? <laughs> but John's made the it Astros clear. Are winning. I hate the Astros. He does not uh, manage the team. For strategic purposes, practice he, though you got to be practice. You got to be yeah. You got to be attentive. But he, I like John's reasoning for not managing these teams. Mm. What, what's your reasoning? You don't want to play daddy ball. What's the, what's the reasoning, John? Oh, I thought he's told me in the past that it's a nice position to be in. Right? You don't have oh. to. You don't have to do all the work and organization. You don't have right. to deal with the parents. You could just be there and support your kid and the team 
but you don't have to deal with all the nonsense. Yeah. There's one downside to it. Okay. You don't really, it, it's, it's a hard one to say, Hey, my kid should pitch or my kid, you know, it's, it's kind of understated, but like I've, it's one of those things where, you know, a guy is making a mistake, not just with your kid, with anything. And he just, he can't really like, he did all the organization. He did all the stuff like, eh, you got to let him make a decision. Even it's a bad one. That, that, that was my thing when I was an assistant in a, like all of Hayes' baseball teams. Yeah, I do. I do feel like I have a say in this, though. But I do agree with you. I mean, I I kind of let what he, what he puts down go, and then if I see something in the game or I see something after, like the we played a doubleheader last week, I'll make adjustments to whatever he has put down. Ah, this is the old Sunday travel ball doubleheader, right? Sunday That's correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they do in the fall in California, a little Sunday doubleheader, and it's a long day at the yard. It's a it's a long, especially so, if the two teams are not evenly matched. And they weren't you, this past past Sunday. And I'll say that we were not the evenly matched team. We were undermatched. Yeah. Then yeah. it's just like, all right, uh, let's get through this one run rule and then <laughs> the next one. And then let's, what are the kids like? Is there a, is there a mercy rule? I go, yep. <laughs> yes, there, yes, there is. Yes. There, Hayes was pitching, playing one time. They're playing some unbelievable team and he was scheduled to pitch. So he gets to pitch late and the umpire was just like, he turned to the parents and was like, Hey, look, I'm just going to start calling everything strikes here. Get this thing, get this thing over with. So he was pitching and he threw what was an obvious ball and they call a strike. And he was so mad. He's like, don't call a strike. What's <laughs> a strike? Why do we get a strike? He's like, he was probably 10 at the time. Ah, so, that Gottlieb competitiveness. Yeah. He's like, don't give me a strike. That's bullshit. That's, you know, I could see it on his lips. I'm sitting up in the stands like, dude, he's trying to help you guys out here. He's like, yeah, but that, that sucks, man. I'm not some little kid. Like you actually are a little kid. That's actually you completely. Little kid. <laughs> let's let's get to the story of the day, which converts with the story of last night, which is Tampa loses again to Baltimore as predicted. And then the story of the day is uh, Brady and Giselle. Now, are they divorced already? I like, felt like that's what it was saying that they had yeah, already like finished Tom, it. Yeah, this one said on Instagram. In recent days, my wife and I finalized our divorce from one another after 13 years of marriage. Like, man, that sucker was quick. Usually, you separate. You got a little time. Now, I don't know the divorce laws in Florida as opposed to I do know them in California. Like, they're that that that. I, I'll just say this. Look, I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about him. I don't know if all of what we're told, or his Facebook show, or whatever, is bullshit. But God, this one feels like it hurts. It kind of hurts me, you know? And it's a really, really hard one. Um, because I, he does feel like a good parent. And he does feel like he was in on his relationship there. There's a ton of things we don't know. You know, a lot we don't know. I will say this. I call bullshit on anybody saying that football is the reason they're getting the divorce. That was a question I was having. I go, it's got, it's got to be more than that. That can't be the only reason, right? I mean, I mean, I look. I could formulate a a thing where you're like, where he goes, like, look, I I play football. This is what I do. This is what I did when you came into our relationship. This is who I am. And I, I here's here's how I can I can probably relate it. It's I, I never forget when my when my when my dad was dying. He kept coaching AAU basketball. And I thought it was really like, dude, just go travel with your wife. Go do something. Like, why are you in a gym? And I talked to my brother about it. My brother's like, that's who he is. Like, that is like his life. He loves coaching basketball. He loves being around kids. He loves helping them get scholarships. Like, that's what wakes him up in the morning. And 
you know, the reasons he didn't want anybody to know he was sick, even though it was pretty obvious he was sick, was he doesn't want anybody to treat him like he's dead before he's dead. And, you know, he would feel like he's dead if he was avoiding being in the gym in the summer when basketball is kind of everything, you know, for, for, for travel basketball. Um, so, like, part of me can say, like, I, I understand if Brady goes, like, you, you don't only play football. Like, that, that, that's a good portion of who I am, you know? But, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, there, there had to be something else there that causes you to get a divorce. It's not like he didn't, she didn't know he's a football player. And yes, she, I, I had said this. If you go back, Jason Stewart, to when I was at CBS radio. So I've been here for five years with CBS radio for five years. So there was a time, if people remember when Tom Brady came out and he talked about, uh, and Giselle talked about how many concussions he had without uh, that, not reporting them. It was obvious that I said it then, and I'll say it now, she was the Yoko in New England. She was the Yoko in New England. I truly believe that. It doesn't make her a bad person, but she broke up that relationship. Go back and track it. Go and look at it. She's the problem. She didn't want him playing football. Long time ago. Ah, my, my husband has a lot of concussions that have been reported. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you saying this? this is, it does not... The, a, a, a public conversation about concussions by NFL stars should not pertain to you. If Tom Brady doesn't want to talk about it, then you should sure as hell shouldn't talk about it. If you remember when Tom Brady left, there was a lot of talk that she didn't like how he was treated. She's a fucking supermodel. She's treated completely differently than the rest of the earth. And she believes, I'm sure her husband is, was like a football version of a supermodel. He should be treated differently. The reason the Patriots worked was he didn't get top dollar and he got treated just like everybody else. When they first started, uh, when they first got married, I believe, okay, and we can go and, and ask people, there was a time when he was taking a helicopter with her out of Gillette Stadium and guys on the team got pissed. They're like, what the fuck? You're flying back in a helicopter? Now, I mean, look, if you've ever been to Foxborough, you know, like a helicopter saves you like two hours. It's the worst traffic ever. But there's a certain kind of misery loves company and we're all in this together and the whole Patriot Way thing. No doubt in my mind that she was the Yoko in this thing. And there has to be more to it. But I do understand the at some point, you know, he probably promised like, hey, I'll stop playing in a year, two years. I'll do the Tampa thing and it'll be two years that I'm done. And then he's like, I don't want to stop playing. And then as much as the keep playing probably pissed her off, I would also say that the Fox agreement probably pissed her off too, which I kind of, I, I understand, I understand him. Like I, I want to keep, I can make a ton of money. I'm a, I have all these brands. I, I can't go into hiding. I can't do the Brett Favre and be on my tractor like, and do, you know, copper knee braces ads. Like, I don't want to do that. Like I'm Tom Brady. I'm the goat. I got to be around this thing. I can make hundreds of millions and billions of dollars and set us up for life and have a great life. And all I got to do is get on a plane. I don't know, Friday evening, maybe even Saturday, watch my son play football Friday. If he wants to play football Friday, Saturday morning, and I'm back and I'm back Sunday night. Right. That's the, that's the plan. I mean, he probably should be there Friday for the meetings. Maybe he's got it worked into where he can do zoom. So he doesn't have to be there. He probably wants to be there. Now he'll probably be there Thursday. 
And I'm sure, you know, you go like, hey, I thought about stopping playing football. And then I'm like, now I'm going to keep playing football. But then when I'm done playing football, I'm going to cover football. So even though I'm not gone every day, I'm still gone every weekend for, you know, 20 weeks of the year. What do you think, Jay Stu? You're a master of uh, both successful now and previously failed relationships. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, th- I think I told you a month ago that... I thought it was unfair to Brady to have this uh, divorce unfold. And all the commentary in our business is that he chose football over his family. I, I just, you know, life is not that black and white. I think this may have been like the straw that broke the camel's back. I think yeah. that this certainly didn't help. Yes. But as we know, with our inner relations with the opposite sex, at some point, you start things start to grate on you things you have irreconcilable things in your life on a day-to-day basis and then this career choice probably didn't help but i feel bad for the guy that that it's played out that way uh, um, and it's been and it's it public sucks. and it's during the season yeah hard i mean think about the last 24 hours you lose at home for like the first time in and 20 you years lose, you've lost three you straight your, games. And then you officially lose your family. You lose your family, essentially. Yeah. And then Shaquille Barrett is probably 10th on that list, but you know you lose him too. <laughs> I, can't which... I, I don't think Shaq Barrett <laughs> is, getting, is getting into this discussion. <laughs> Respectfully, I don't think he's sitting there going like, man, divorce, loss to the Ravens, interior line's an issue. You know, we lost Shaq Barrett too. Like, damn, we lost Shaq Barrett too. Like, I... I get that you put a 10th on the list, but I don't think that's top of mind. I don't think that's top of mind. Now it's like, dude, does he keep playing football forever? Just like, and, and, and I do think that the football over family thing kind of helps him in guys' eyes, you know, sort of again, it does, it does. And it doesn't, um, I don't know. That's a weird one. I always love the, um, how can you, I mean, how could you divorce? What, she's a supermodel. What, if I was married to her, I would never leave her or vice versa. Oh, Brad Pitt. I mean, who who would leave Brad Pitt? The guy's, oh, it's so much, it's, we're so like s- small with that. Like, oh, she's so beautiful. How would, why would you ever leave a woman who's, or that's that beautiful? Like we're so superficial with things like this. Like, it's just unbelievable. Like you guys are so right. There's so many things minor things in life that we go through in our marriages that has nothing to do with looks you know it's just that's what we always think like oh how can, how can they leave she's really hot though. oh my god she's, she's, well she's, she's an attractive woman but and, and I, Tom I don't Brady's think he, a, it's not like he's not like he's gonna be he's gonna get divorced and all of a sudden he'll be slumming it it's gonna dry up right yeah. she's but, like man tom's really struggling there to, to but to my land point some, is land that, some nines and tens he's 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 going on he's trying to add three threes together and, I, I, and get to a nine i just i, don't, think, I think tommy will be okay i'm just i agree with both of you on that but i'm just saying that 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 theory that people always say like oh i just how can you leave such a beautiful man or a beautiful woman? They're so like, I'd be with him at 24 hours. Like, no, <laughs> you say that, but you know, like you said, life has many ups and downs, whether you're an attractive person or a normal looking person and whatever you want to look at it. And I just don't, I never get that, that reason. And trust me, there'll be tons of people on Twitter and all the social media being like exactly what we just said. Yeah. I also think there's the, we make the, we make the assessment that she wanted the divorce. Maybe she and maybe she did, and and for him, I think he comes out as a sympathetic figure, because in all of the things that he's done, 
and I'm I'm fully aware that this stuff is for show. Who knows the reality to it? But all the stuff he's done, he's, he looks like a loving father and loving husband, whatever. And you know that she wants she wanted the divorce. But I don't know. Maybe he wanted a divorce. Maybe he was. Maybe he would to, to steal from Ramos. You know what they say about there's, if there's a beautiful woman, there's a guy who's tired of being with her, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Lee, Tre- <laughs> Lee Trevino once uh, told a story about that. That was funny. I, I, I hadn't he, even thought about this, Doug. You, that you bring up, you just brought up something that I hadn't even thought of. Hmm. That the 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 perception is that she was the one who initiated, and she, basically she's the one divorcing him. Mm-hmm. But divorce is a a mutual agreement, and and judging by these announcements today, it looks like it was very kind of matter of fact. We both agree to do this. Um, yeah, so who, I, that, that's just a tough. public. That's just a public statement. That's I I I don't know. That's just a public statement, right? I mean, people get fired, and they they mutually agree to part ways. Like now you get fired. That, that has, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But I wouldn't take it based upon the statement, though, Jay Stu. No, no, I, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying that, like, when you think about it, the perception is that she's divorcing him. Yes. And it's not the other way around. And it hasn't even been, like, painted as a mutual thing. Yes. But I do think it's much more mutual than anyone's given it credit for in our industry anyway. I don't think there's any question. I don't think there's any question. Um, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. You know, it, it makes other, those of us who've gone through failed relationships feel a little bit more like, hey, they can't make it work, you know? Um, I felt a, that way with, uh, with uh, what's her face? Chloe and Tristan. Yeah, I, I thought mean, they, if, I thought if they if were going to make it too. Make yeah, it I did, work, I, I did know, too. If can. they can't make it work, like who can, right? Now, Chloe was, before Tristan, that was Lamar Odom's Kardashian? Yes, yeah, yeah. yep. I was stunned that one didn't work either. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was sad. That was a sad yeah. day. Thought thought it was going to, thought it thought it was gonna thought it was gonna make it, but it it didn't. Um, then there's the actual football element to it. Right, then there's the the Brady and the juxtaposition of Brady versus Lamar. How would you characterize how Lamar played last night, Jay Stu? Um, I mean, the first half of football, just the quality of play was awful for all sides. Uh, something triggered in the second half, and he started making plays. I will give credit to the coaches, I think. It seemed like the game came down to this. The Ravens made the adjustment at half, and the Bucks just continued to play like shit. Uh, that, that was my, <laughs> made the, my what, what was the adjustment at half? Well, they obviously were doing – they were much more successful on offense in the second half, so <laughs> that leads me to believe there was an adjustment made at that point because going into halftime, they, they sure as hell didn't look as good. Well, he completed all um, all eight of his passes uh, after halftime. Um, so I, I thought they, they found some throws that, that he could make work. He just, he can be really inconsistent. I think what's interesting about the Lamar thing is, you know, every time he plays well or standalone game, you're sitting there going like, oh, pay, the Ravens need to pay him. There was never a time when the Ravens didn't want to pay him. We, we talk about narratives all the time, right? And the one narrative is, that the Ravens didn't want to pay him. Like, what do you mean you didn't want to pay him? They offered him reported $200 million guaranteed. It was just the number of years, the amount of money that's fully guaranteed. That's it. That's the only thing that they were far apart on because everybody else in the league, every other quarterback in the league has a deal that he would fall in line with, except for Deshaun Watson. He wants a Deshaun Watson deal. But we got to this point. It's like, it's not like the Ravens like, here, you can either take our contract or get nothing at all. We'll never pay you. We don't want you. It's like, 
how did we get to this place where people actually fall for this shit where, and then uh, clearly Lamar believes he should get more money than Deshaun. I told you guys, this is what was going to happen. This all off season, right? That once Deshaun signed that deal, he's sitting there going like, I've been a league MVP. Deshaun hasn't, I don't have any off the field issues. Deshaun does, you know, we've been equally successful, not successful in the playoffs. Now, that's the same thing. He hasn't been hurt. Deshaun's been hurt towards ACL and the pros tore it in college. Lamar's barely been hurt. Last year was the only year. Um, so with that in mind, like, hey, if, if that's the bar, I should get that plus one dollar. And and usually the way it's worked in the NFL, yes, but it's an outlier contract with five years completely guaranteed. And everybody knows it. Lamar just he doesn't. This is one of the reasons he doesn't have an agent. Part of what an agent is supposed to do is find a way to help you understand, look, I get how it should work. This is how it actually does work. And he doesn't have that. So he doesn't have anybody going, look, we can be creative. We can get you to that number. It just might not look, it's not going to look exactly like Deshaun's number. We can actually get you above that number. It's just not going to feel the same way because that's not how contracts are traditionally written. But somehow we've gotten to this place to where it's like, oh, the Ravens don't want to play Lamar. What are you talking about? Of course they want to play Lamar. Of course they want to keep him. They, they just don't want five years guaranteed. Like, dude, as much as he runs around as erratic as he is at times, like he's going to get hit or he's going to get hurt. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I- the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to our picks of the week with our professional sports gambling expert. He's a professional himself. Bill Krakenberger joins us. Along with Jeff Schwartz and Brian No, you can hear him co-host Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM every Sunday morning. So tune in Sunday morning, nine, excuse me, 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's 7 a.m. Pacific. Take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Um, okay, Bill, let, let's start with the one that's going to take place before you hit the airwaves. Denver uh, traveling to London to take on the Jaguars. And I, I think this is one of those, I, I just, I look at this line and I think the only possible reason that this line is, uh, is where it is, right? Where the Jaguars are two and a half point favorites is we just, I think we're all waiting for the Broncos to like wake up and start playing as well as people thought they would play, but we're seven games in the season. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, you know, Doug, this game opened up four. I was surprised at that number, but unfortunately I didn't jump on Denver. I thought it still was too many points. Uh, it, was, it stayed there four overnight, too, and then went down to two and a half where it currently sits. The total sits at 40. I actually think maybe some more points will get scored in these morning games. We've seen that uh, across the pond so far this season. Um, I, I actually leaned to the over a little bit there, but didn't really have a big side on this game. It's, I think it's perfectly lined now. I think the two and a half is the perfect line. Uh, if you're going to bet the dog, I, I, you always buy the three. It's, it's a real key number in the NFL. Yep. I just don't know what's going on with, with this Denver team. I mean, I don't think anyone does. They've been on prime time. Uh, they, they, you think they'd be prepared, be ready. It, it, it's just uh, they, they, it's, it's a mess. And this game's a, it's kind of an ugly game. But Jacksonville started out 
uh, you know, on fire a little bit, and everyone thought that they were going to have to be the season wins were going to go over, and and then uh, they kind of got put in check too. So it should be a fun game and uh, across the pond early in the morning. Uh, I would I would agree with you. That's one of the reasons I like the Jags is when I saw it move below three, as you have advised me. You know, yep. Um, you're you're that three is a gigantic and important number in this league. That's sure. one reason. All right, let's let's get to some of the others. I know you hate it, which makes me like it even more. I mean, how many times have you told me about double-digit spreads, right? The Green Bay Packers have been a mess the past couple of weeks. Aaron Rodgers said they got to stop making dumb mental errors, even called out the coaches a little bit. They're now 11-point dogs at Buffalo. So I like the Packers. Tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, no. I, I, actually, um, you know, I, 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 yeah, the way I wrote it to you, the Packers, I absolutely agree. Capital letters, exclamation points. It was the other ones, which we'll go over in a second. I absolutely lean to the uh, – not lean. I actually like Green Bay in this game. This game went, opened up 10.5, quickly went to 11.5. And, and listen, double-digit dogs have done great this year. I think they're 4-2 and two straight up without the points. Uh, here's another situation here. I know Green Bay's played terribly. Uh, so much uh, disconcern. It's like one of the big things that's been talked about is Rodgers done. Is it, is, it, is it almost like Brady, like him and the team, what's going on? Well, I'll tell you, I would have to, uh, I would have to agree here with the Green Bay. I Listen, I know Buffalo had that buy. Maybe they're a little bit more amped up. They may even overlook this game because they're that big of favorites and they're supposed to win by that much. Give me Green Bay here. I'm with you on this one. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, uh, Bill Krakenberger, join us, professional sports gambler. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. That's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. East Coast time. Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, iHeartRadio app. Um, Okay, there's, there's, uh, before we get to some of my other ones, um, San Francisco gets blown out last week. What do you think about the Niners this week? Yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised. I thought that was a good spot for San Fran. This is really more of a bet against the Rams. I just can't take the Rams anymore. Uh, you know, they were lucky enough to get in the Super Bowl last year and even lucky enough to win it. Anyone could have won that game. Uh, Rams just got embarrassed, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago by Carolina. I, I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm done with this team. This is really a bet against, uh, with, with, uh, with, with, with really a bet against with San Fran. I, I, listen, I thought the McCaffrey trade was gonna was gonna make a difference right away, and obviously it it, it didn't. Even though he did play okay, um, he went over on all of his props actually. Uh, but like I said, this team is in in, in disarray. They're, they're, I mean, they did beat Carolina. I'm sorry, they beat Carolina. But honestly, Carolina should have covered that game. That's what I meant to say. They, last minute, last seconds, literally. Uh, it was the Rams were home. They're supposed to blow out this team double digits. They did get lucky with a backdoor cover, but as far as the game itself, um, I just think the Rams are, 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 in, are a mess in disarray. The game I was thinking of was the Cowboys that embarrassed them at home. Um, they, they were a favorite in that game, and, and just uh, the Cowboys beat them by 12 points. So 49ers beat them before that. I mean, there's so many games I can go on here that, that they were supposed to be literally blowout winners. It's a bet against the Rams. Give me San Fran. All right, uh, I'll turn to one that I don't think I, I don't think you like, but I, I don't know uh, because again, your texts are confusing the crap out of me. Um, Sorry, <laughs> it's okay, I'm kidding. Uh, the Cowboys are ten point favorites. Now I know you're like, hey, double digit favorites, stay away, whatever. But the yep. Bears, short week to prepare, uh, inexperienced quarterback, 
the strength of the Cowboys is their defense. Um, I, I just, I think the, the, I, I mean, I just think the Cowboys defense is going to really, uh, is going to really, really limit what Justin Fields can do. And I like the Cowboys. It seems like a crazy number considering where the Cowboys were just a couple weeks ago, but now with Dak back, I, I'm not sure it's a crazy number. What do you think? Well, the bears off this last, off this last game, looking to uh, regain some momentum that they had maybe early in the season when they beat San Fran opening day. Uh, they really did a job on, on, the, on the Patriots up there in New England. Uh, again, another double-digit favorite. I, I can't bet none of these double-digit favorites. This is the line 10. Uh, not that I'm against you here, but I wouldn't be laying the wood here. Um, like I said, off that New England game, they, they may build off something here. Dallas, uh, you know, they, they're – they're a lot better than people thought after Dak went down, and then they they bring up a good bring in a good backup, and uh, you know won some games. Now Dak's back, so should be an interesting game. Should be a fun game. I think the line is probably right. It's probably the, that that should be the number. Um, okay, a couple more for you here. Bill Krakenberger joining us. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, getting ready for all the NFL games. Um, okay, so the Eagles still undefeated. And now the Eagles uh, welcome in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's the team that one and three away from home. Um, you know, they're coming off a loss to the Dolphins. They did beat the Buccaneers. And we know they're starting a rookie quarterback. It's a, it's a big number. I'm, I'm not, you know, again, another gigantic number, 11 points. But I do think this is one of those Philadelphia gets ahead early and unleashes their their, their pass, pass rush, which was even bolstered this week. And I, I, I like the Eagles, even with that gigantic number. Philadelphia's been a great first-half team this year. I, I may look at them in the first half under the touchdown, in the six-and-a-half. As far as the game goes, I don't know about this game. It's another one of those fishy spreads. It looks like the Eagles should easily blow this team out. Opened up 11, down to 10-and-a-half. My only concern is the Steelers, you know, one one and one in the last two games covered both games easily. Big upset against the Buccaneers for a lot of people out of uh, uh, the uh, survivor pool. There's a big survivor pool in Las Vegas, 6.2 million to the winner. Wow. There were 6,200 people down to 125 people, Doug, after seven weeks. Last year at this time, there was 4,000 people in it, down to 125 for games like that. That Tampa Bay losing outright um, situation. So. This team threw them out, threw people out of that pool, myself included, and a couple things. Uh, last, then they went, then they go to Miami, and they, they do cover the game, but it was a 16 to 10, kind of a boring game. It wasn't a point scored in the second half at all, if I remember right. Uh, this week, going into tough Philadelphia Stadium, man, they're tough there. The Eagles fans are the toughest fans in the United States. Listen, they throw snowballs at Santa Claus there, so there's a. Place that you just don't want to be wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, even though it's in the same exact, uh, you know, even though even though it's in the same state, you just don't want to be wearing opposite people's jerseys there. No, uh, I, I, I'm not betting this game, but I, if yeah. anything, I, I, I hate these double-digit favorites when anything can and will happen. But right, I know it's been, for you. I know it's been the year of the underdog, and I know again violates some of Bill Krakenberger's time-tested rules and philosophies because the number is three and a half. I just and and I look last weekend they get a win they they feel like a a feel like a different team since you had New Hopkins back and you look at all the targets he gets. That said, I just I can't buy Arizona going into Minnesota and getting a win three and a half points whatever. Not a prime time game, so you know Kirk Cousins will be fine. 
I love Minnesota in this spot, even with that number. Obviously, you know, if you want to pay it, you know, buy it to two and a half, but it's at three and a half. Is it crazy to take the Vikings considering how important that number three and three and a half is? Wouldn't recommend buying on higher totals because the variance, that means the variance is a little bit higher in, in those type of games. However, I'm in full agreement here. I think Minnesota, it, it really, this is a great spot for Minnesota to blow out Arizona. I, I picked Minnesota pre, before the season started. I, I bet them at 60 to 1 and 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, this year is so much variance and there's so much parity that literally anyone could still win the Super Bowl, including Minnesota, even though everyone thinks Buffalo is still the best team in football. I understand why, but uh, let's, let's focus on this game. Like you said, I just think the Arizona team, um, you know, I just think they're there. I, I hate them. I hate the coaching staff. I hate the, the team itself is just one of those nemesis teams for me this year, not this year, a lifetime, really. I think Minnesota under the new coach there, he lets Cousins pass the ball a lot. Let's Cousins move around. I'm in full agreement here in Minnesota. Uh, Bill, what, what, one more before we let you go. Bill sure. Krakenberger joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Where are you on the Bengals? I, I ask because the Bengals are kind of, it feels like they're a forgotten team. They're going into Cleveland. Cleveland kind of feels like a mess right now. And the Bengals, uh, though four and three, and they're laying three, right? So, Obviously, I know if it was two and a half, you'd be a much bigger fan. But where are you on the Bengals in their in-state rivalry with the with the Browns? If anything, I lean I lean Bengals here. I, I lean the Bengals here. Uh, I, it, Cleveland is in disarray. If that's the word you use. It's a fantastic word. Bengals coming off some couple of victories here. Beat the Falcons, which they were supposed to win, but they beat the Saints in in. Uh, you know, they, they were playing at New Orleans. Barely, barely lost the game to the Ravens in the last last seconds of the game. Beat the Dolphins before that, the Jets before that. Kind of on a roll here. They, they um, listen. This team was the the underdog last year. Almost every game to get to the Super Bowl. Even Joe Burrow, Athens, Athens, Ohio native. Uh, get, give me the Bengals here, and this is this may be a good spot for the Bengals actually on Monday night. Make sure you get that three though. There's a couple three and a halfs out there. Uh, Bet MGM is sitting at, at a three. A couple, couple big books sitting at a three. Uh, yeah, that, that that would be the way I would lean. Bengals. Bill, great stuff, man. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, by the way, do you, do, you, do you bet on the World Do you have any bets on the World Series? Listen, I, it's just as good to find a losing handicapper as it is a winning handicapper. Now, what it means by that is beyond the math, beyond the algorithms, the models, I have found somebody. <laughs> I know some guy that's just a, we call them Jonas back in New York and New Jersey. They're just jinxes. Everything they do is wrong. And this guy loves the Astros. It's purely a bet against him. Well, first of all, I'm not laying no 180, 190 in a series anyway. I, I, there's no way. Uh, give, give me, give me the Phillies in, in, in this series. You can get plus 170 at one, two, three, four, at four different sports books now. I, I would lean Phillies. I'm not laying that, you know, almost two to one on the Astros. You're the best, Bill. Appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Doug. Take care. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And now- The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every day in the bonus on the Doug Gottlieb Show, we play for you a portion of a previous show, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports 1. This is Colin Cowherd talking about LeBron's IG message about being taken for granted. LeBron James went to his IG yesterday. What he said in his IG, he's not wrong. I think it's the wrong approach. He basically, instead of being confrontational with Westbrook, like Kobe would be or Michael Jordan would be or Magic would be, and they were in their careers, he goes to IG. And he basically says, how long can I be taken for granted? Well, LeBron's not confrontational. LeBron's frustrated as hell, but he'll say nice things about Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. In Miami, he acknowledged he does not like to get his hands dirty. He does not like to be a villain. He does not like to wear that hat. He sees exactly the truth. This is a bad roster. We all know what you're saying. Fix the roster. Make a trade. Preferably Westbrook. But when asked about this, probably today or tomorrow, LeBron will take the high road. That's what he does. But know, know what he really thinks. He's sending out the nice imaging and the branding and not being confrontational. But this is one of those times LeBron should be confrontational. What's he going to be confrontational about? What's he going to be? I mean, like, this is so fucking stupid. The reason they suck is because of LeBron and not LeBron as a player. LeBron is a GM. He's bad at this. They fucked up this whole roster because of LeBron James. Why are we, why do we have so many people who are afraid to say what the truth is? Anthony, he arranges for Anthony Davis to want to come to the Lakers, right? Do, we, do you all remember that? Great. Okay. So Anthony Davis wants out and he had like four teams, right? So people are bidding. And if you remember, Magic tried to make the Magic tried to make the trade and it was it was shot down. Um and then when Magic left the organization, Rob Palinka that next offseason doubled down, went back and made the trade. And it was a fucking horrible trade. Not because Anthony Davis is not good, but they gave up way too much for him. Way, way, way too much. They got bent over. That's what happened. And then they won a championship. Okay. They revamped the roster. Why do you think he'd revamp a roster after winning a championship? LeBron wasn't happy. He wanted more clutch guys. Right? Guys didn't want it. Like, all of this shit is in some way, not all, in some way LeBron's fault. Okay? LeBron's camp will tell you, hey, we should have traded for Kyle Lowry going back two seasons ago before the trade deadline. We had Kyle Lowry even when Anthony Davis went down or before Anthony Davis went down in the regular season, would have had a better seed, wouldn't have had to play the Suns. But when Anthony Davis went down, we would have been able to still beat the Suns. That's how they look at it. The truth is, they give up weight. If Anthony Davis wanted to be a Laker, all he had, and the problem was he was under contract. At some point at the Lakers, you have to do what all these other teams have done for Kevin Durant. You offer a bunch. If it's too much, you go, hey, I'm out. And the Lakers wouldn't do I'm out. Why? Because they want to make LeBron happy. They want to make Clutch happy because Anthony Davis is represented by Clutch. So that's the first thing. They give up way too much for Anthony Davis, who's often hurt, doesn't, not in great shape. You know, he's a very, very talented player, but he's not a great player, and those are your reasons why. He doesn't shoot it quite well enough and is often hurt, and it'd be one thing if he was a picture of, uh, of incredible athleticism and being in shape and treat his body like it was a temple, but he doesn't. Everybody knows it. So that's a bad trade. And then the Westbrook trade is a fucking laughable trade. Yes, 
You can blame the fact they gave away a young center under rookie control that would have been their center for 15 years to Magic Johnson because Magic was checked out. He didn't know what the fuck he's doing. Okay? And, and we can blame a lot of things on Rob Palinka. Like, Rob Palinka screwed up the um, Alex Caruso deal. We don't know if LeBron didn't want Alex Caruso back, but part of it also is this is where LeBron and the, the non-confrontational bullshit is so stupid. Well, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with the Caruso thing. No, but if you wanted Alex Caruso back, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call Rob Palinka. Rob, I don't give a shit what it takes. Or call up Alex Caruso. What's it going to take to get it done? And Alex Caruso would have told you, they offered me $9 million in Chicago. I take less to stay. I just want to stay and play for Lakers. He has said that publicly. So if you want to be a GM, be a fucking GM and go and call Caruso and then call Palinka and get the deal done. And now you have a legitimate backup versatile guard who everybody loves but you didn't do it so the shit you did do anthony davis too much for a guy who's always hurt and doesn't work that hard and russell westbrook terrible fit they were going to trade for buddy healed that got nixed by who lebron james they were going to sign demar Derozan. Derozan has said as much he went to mexico then he wakes up russell westbrook who does that you do you really think that rob palinka is going to go you know what i'm gonna do LeBron wants DeMar DeRozan. LeBron wants Buddy Heald. I'm going to go get Russell Westbrook just to fuck with him. Do you you think Rob Palenka does that? Of course he doesn't do that. So we want to sit here and go like, I'm not appreciated. Dude, shut the fuck up. Everybody's so tired of LeBron James not being being appreciated. All you do, all we do on TV is suck up to LeBron James because he's great. He's talented. One, he's in his late 30s. He doesn't explode or finish like he used to. He doesn't guard the way he used to. And it's been hard to try and put a, a team around him. But Kawhi didn't want to play with you. Paul George didn't want to play with you. They had the opportunity to do so. Neither wanted to. Okay, so part of it is that LeBron's whole presence and thing and, you know, I'm the big brother, you're the little brother. Some guys just don't dig that. They don't want to play. So that's on LeBron. Anthony Davis, on LeBron. Russell Westbrook, on LeBron. And frankly, Alex Caruso, it's on LeBron, even though I, I know it's more Palinka's doing than it is LeBron. But if LeBron really want to be a GM, be a fucking GM. Otherwise, shut the fuck up and stop saying you're not underappreciated. It's a bad roster because they gave up way too much for Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Period. Stop. End of story. No one doesn't appreciate him. He just runs roughshod over a, a, over a, a team. And then when things that he wanted don't work out, he wants no part of the blame which is LeBron 101, right? This does not take away from how great a player he is. It's the reality. It's what Chris Bosh said when LeBron left Miami for anybody who wanted to be that third wheel. You want to be the third wheel? Great. LeBron's going to only throw you the ball for jump shots. If you don't make them the first half, he won't throw them to your second half. And if things go bad, guess whose fault it is? Not LeBron. It's your fault. And if you don't believe me, go and look at Cleveland, Miami, and the Lakers when things haven't worked out. Nobody has ever blamed LeBron James. It's now it's all Russell Westbrook. Hey, it's all Russell Westbrook. We know he didn't play. Yeah, that's his fault. He didn't play. That's why we lost. <laughs> like what? That that's the reality to it. That's what the fuck. What does the fuck say? Um, let's let's do the let, let's let's do because we can. We got to do because we can. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because well, be, we can. Because we can. All right, Kyrie Irving had to answer a question about Ben Simmons' poor play so far this season. After a game this week, Kyrie Irving said this. 
So you guys keep coming in here asking me, like, what about Ben? What about Ben? And it's just, he hasn't played in two years. Give him, give him a fucking chance. You know what I mean? We stay on his shit. Stay on. I wish I could say other words because I'm from Jersey, but we stay on him. And, uh, <laughs> like, you just stay on him. And, and we're just here to give him positive affirmations uh, while he's out there and just let him hoop. You know, and then while he's hooping and getting back into it, we're going to have to really gel as a team in order to learn how to win as a group. Um. Okay, so why are we, what's, what's the because we can element to it, Jason Stewart? So you guys keep coming in here asking me, like, what about Ben? What about Ben? And it's just, he hasn't played in two years. Give him, give him a fucking chance. You know what I mean? We stay on his shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, I know you're going to bleep that stuff out. Like, most people have to bleep that stuff out. We don't have to bleep that stuff out. But he's, he's right. Like, this is how real people talk. And I, I actually, on many levels, I agree. The, the, the issue I have with the handling of Ben Simmons is how Ben Simmons has handled himself or there's nobody else who's dealt with this type of um, kind of mental block in the past. The idea that you're going to work through a mental block over shooting while playing in the NBA is kind of laughable. So how could you have done it? He doesn't. And it's part of it is he was hurt this summer, but he never goes and plays with Australia. Right. And those guys will encourage him and work with him. You know, there's just anytime he's been hurt, he shuts down. You don't see him. But I continue to contend that if you want to work through it, the only way to do it is frankly what Kyrie did last night, pass to him and tell him to shoot the, shoot the ball, stay on his ass, tell him to shoot the ball, keep encouraging him. The next step is Steve Nash has to take him out. Anytime he doesn't take an open jump shot, they want him taking. But why'd we play that? That soundbite? Because we can. All right, now my favorite part of any show we've ever done. You're annoying. And now, it's your annoying. All right, uh, LeBron James could have qualified, but we already roasted him in uh, what the Fox said. So let's go. We got Matthew Perry again. We got Matt LaFleur and we got baseball. Give me the, uh, give me the, give me the Matthew uh, Matthew Perry story. Matthew Perry was uh, annoying on Tuesday because remember in his memoirs, he lamented the death of River Phoenix and then said, and Keanu Reeves is still alive. And then he, he said another thing later in in his memoirs and he took a crack at Keanu Reeves and Keanu Reeves is like the best guy ever. Well, uh, Matthew Perry circled back and now as he's on his book tour says, yeah, I'm actually a fan of Keanu. Uh, I, ju- I just chose a random name by mistake. I apologize. I should have used my own name instead. Uh, I, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the thing about Keanu Reeves in your book that was edgy, it got a lot of press. Don't don't back up on it. You, you're not Charles Barkley. You can't Listen, if, if Keanu, here's the thing: if Keanu Reeves is a total phony, call him a total fucking phony. Right? Hey, all that stuff is bullshit. He's really a phony. Okay. Otherwise, he actually does make a good point. How did he not say himself? Exactly. Right? Like he, he goes through, he chronicles his addiction. Like, man, how's that guy dead? And I'm still alive. And I've, I've, I've snorted everything under the sun. All right, Matt, Matthew Perry. By the way, Matt, I, don't, I don't believe him. I, I, didn't, I don't believe he just chose a, a random No name. chance. Yeah, yeah. No chance. He doesn't like Keanu Reeves. There's got to be a story there. And then I hate this. Like, you're going to do a tell-all, but you're not going to tell-all? That doesn't make any sense to me. All right, uh, give me the Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is annoying this week because you know as uh Aaron Rodgers goes on Matt uh Pat McAfee's show and rips his coaches and his teammates and then Rodgers doubles down on it the next day Matt LaFleur could have stood up and been like you know what I'm the leader of this team 
you know, the old phrase, owner's own, coach's coach, players play. I'm the coach. I'm going to make the decisions. But instead he gives something along the lines of, you know, the truth hurts sometimes, and I agree with the Aaron and stuff. But, so Matt LaFleur is annoying for not being a man and stepping up in this situation. Um, okay. Matt LaFleur told reporters, I think, you know, we have to be truthful with one another. Sometimes the truth hurts. It's no different when the kids make a mistake, right? You tell them about it. You make sure about that. I don't think he publicly called out individuals. I don't believe I didn't sit there and listen to the whole thing. I just think you have to get to the root of the problem. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I understand what you're saying. It's very hard to go at Aaron Rodgers, but I do think that Rodgers, he, he didn't call out individuals. He just didn't call it himself, right? There wasn't, it was a wee, wee, wee. And then when he was asked, me, he's like, well, you know, I did gray out my best myself. Um, okay, give me, give me baseball. Why is baseball annoying? Baseball could have started the World Series on Wednesday night when there were no major sports NFL was Thursday night, NFL is Monday night, but they chose to start it tonight instead when they could have chosen it Wednesday. And how do I know that they could have changed the schedule? Because they've changed uh, Sunday's game so that they didn't have to go up against the NFL. So don't tell me they couldn't move the game up two days. Baseball is always this nearsighted thing where they think that they need to stick to traditions and whatnot. This is the most, uh, I guess, most recent example of them not reacting on the fly and taking advantage of a captive audience. Okay, so they let me get this straight. The schedule is Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? And then if it if it and then be Friday, Saturday again. I guess so. I just yeah, that, wanted that, them to start it two days ago. I understand what you wanted. Okay, so they they did just just so we're aware. Okay, they did Friday, Saturday. Stay away from the NFL. They want no part of that, right? And they did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they did uh, Friday, Saturday again. So in your perfect world, they would have done Wednesday and Thursday or Wednesday and Friday. Wednesday and Friday because yeah, they, Wednesday and Friday would have made total sense. Yeah, they moved game two from Sunday. Game two is right. going to be Sunday. So then, they moved it up. So then you do, and then you do, you still do month, and then you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday again. Yeah, your, yours makes a lot more sense. Um, the only thing I can tell you is there had to be maybe some logistics, but very likely they felt like this is their strongest chance of numbers is a Friday and a Saturday night. I, I, I again, I agree with you. I agree with you, but you're giving up a, you'd be giving up a Saturday for a Wednesday and there has to be some sort of math calculation that tells them that Saturday, that Friday, Saturday is better than Wednesday, Friday. And if you do Wednesday, Friday, you are you going to play Sunday? You're not going to play Sunday. You're going to have two days off. That one seems weird, but I, I, I believe it's got to be a TV decision. All right. So if I have to decide who's annoying, it's easy. Matthew Perry, you call out Keanu. This is like the, I was misquoted in my own autobiography. Like what? You, you called out Keanu Reeves, and then you're like, actually, I'm a fan of Keanu Reeves. I just picked the name out of random. That, this honestly should be I call bullshit. But instead, you're annoying! All right, now it's time for our pick of the day. Of course, I'm going to Major League Baseball, guys. And um, I'm looking at tonight's game, Aaron Nola against Justin Verlander. And I think one of the things we do with, we do with Verlander, right? Whereas we're, and he's been, he was incredible this year. Incredible. His postseason statistics, okay? Postseason statistics. 
he's thrown 10 innings and given up seven earned runs, right? Regular season, 1.64 ERA. Postseason, 10 innings, seven earned runs. And the, the, the point is, it's not that he's bad. Like Seattle lit him up, right? He was obviously very good against the Yankees and has only started 11 strikeouts, six innings, three hits, one, uh, one earned run. But it's the idea that do we really think in a hitter's park like Minute Maid against a lineup that has Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper in it, like he not going to give up a couple runs? So the over-under is six and a half runs. Four to three, uh, that hits the over. I'm going to take the over, and I'm not even going to think about it. That's our pick of the day. World Series game one tonight in Houston. Give me the over. All right, that's it for In the Bonus this week. Uh, remember, we got a new All Ball uh, dropping this weekend to download that one. Those are always really good. And then um, next week on Friday, we'll be live at the Breeders' Cup. That'll be super cool. Super cool. All right, good luck with all the bets this weekend. World Series should be fun. College football. Uh, and then we got massive NFL. And, uh, you know, like at some point you can, uh, even though you don't know the particulars or know the people, I don't know. I, I look at the Brady story with Giselle and I'm sad. I think it sucks, you know, when you go through it and then you see other people go through it and you, and then you think of the kids and that's been really public. I don't know. Sucks. Anyway, have a good weekend. Doug Gottlieb show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.